0: Hello folks, and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 132, and we're going to start off with 1 Samuel chapters 18 through 20. When he had finished speaking to Saul, the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his girdle. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him, so that Saul set him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. As they were coming home, when David returned from slaying the Philistine, the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing, to meet King Saul with timbrels, with songs of joy, and with instruments of music. And the women sang to one another as they made merry, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very angry as the, and this saying displeased him. He said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. And what more can he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. And on the morrow an evil spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved within his house, while David was playing the lyre, as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul cast the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David evaded him twice." Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. So Saul removed him from his presence, and made him commander of a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. And David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. And when Saul saw that he had great success, he stood in awe of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Then Saul said to David, Here is my elder daughter Mirab. I give her to you for a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, Let not my hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. And David said to Saul, Who am I, and who are my kinsfolk, my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Mirab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, the mehalothite, for a wife. Now Saul's daughter Michal loved David, and she told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Saul thought, Let me give her to him, that she may be a snare for him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, You shall now be my son-in-law. And Saul commanded his servants, Speak to David in private and say, Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now then, become the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spoke these words in the ears of David. And David said, Does it seem to you a little thing to become the king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and of no repute? And the servants of Saul told him, Thus and so did David speak. Then Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, the king desires no marriage present except a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, that he may be avenged of the king's enemies. Now Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these things, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. Before the time it expired, David rose, went, and along with his men, and killed two hundred of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins, which were given in full number to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave his daughter Michal for a wife. But when Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that all Israel loved him, Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul was David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines came out to battle, and as often as they came out, David had more success than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was highly esteemed. And Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul my father seeks to kill you, therefore take heed to yourself in the morning, stay in a secret place and hide yourself, and I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak to my father about you, and if I learn anything I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his deeds have been of good service to you. For he took his life in his hand, and he slew the Philistine, and the Lord wrought a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why, then, do you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul hearkened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines, and made a great slaughter among them, so that they fled before him. Then an evil spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing the lyre. And Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he eluded Saul, so that he struck the spear into the wall. And David fled and escaped. That night Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, told him, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michal let David down through the window, and he fled away and escaped. Michal took an image and laid it in the bed, and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with the clothes. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. And when the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed with the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Mikal, Why have you deceived me thus and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped? And Mikal answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go. Why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and he came to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt at Naoth. And it was told Saul, Behold, David is Naoth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David, and when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing his head over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he himself went to Ramah, and came to the great wall that is in Seku, and he asked, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they are at Nioth and Ramah. And he went from there to Ramah, Na, Naoth and Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him also. And as, and as he went, he prophesied, until he came to Naoth and Ramah. And he too stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Samuel, and lay naked all that day and all that night. Hence it is said, Is Saul also among the prophets? Then David fled from Naoth to Ramah, and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is my guilt? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? And he said to him, Far from it you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, without disclosing it to me. And why should my father hide this from me? It is not so. But David replied, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he thinks, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I would not fail to sit at table with the king, but let me go, that I may hide myself in the field till the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me to run to Bethlehem his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he says good, it will be well with your servant, but if he is angry, then know that evil is determined by him. Therefore deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a sacred covenant with you. But if there is guilt in me, slay me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from you. If I knew that it was determined by my father that evil should come upon you, would I not tell you? Then said David to Jonathan, Who would tell me if your father answers you roughly? And Jonathan said to David, Come, let us go out into the field. So they both went out into the field. And Jonathan said to David, The Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded my father about this time tomorrow or the third day, behold, if he is well disposed toward David, shall I not then send and disclose it to you? But should it please my father to do you harm, the Lord do so to Jonathan, and more also if I do not disclose it to you and send you away, that you may go in safety. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. If I am still alive, show me the loyal love of the Lord that I may not die, and do not cut off from your loyalty to my house forever." When the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth, let not the name of Jonathan be cut off from the house of David, and may the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. And on the third day you will be greatly missed. Then go to the place where you hid yourself when the matter was in hand, and remain beside yonder heap. And I will shoot three arrows to the side of it, as though I shot at a mark. And behold, I will send the lad, saying, Go, find the arrows. If I say to the lad, Look, the arrows are on this side of you, take them, then you are to come. For as the Lord lives, it is safe for you, and there is no danger. But if I say to the youth, Look, the arrows are beyond you, then go, for the Lord has sent you away. And as for a matter of which you and I have spoken, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever. So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon came, the king sat down to eat food. The king sat upon his seat, as at other times, upon the seat by the wall. Jonathan sat opposite, and Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Yet Saul did not say anything for that day, for he thought something has befallen him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. But on the second day, the morrow after the new moon, David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan his son, Why has not the son of Jesse come to the meal, either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. He said, Let me go, for our family holds a sacrifice in the city, and my brother has commanded me to be there. So now, if I have found favor in your eyes, let me get away and see my brothers. For this reason he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives upon the earth, neither you nor your kingdom shall be established. Therefore send and fetch him to me, for he shall surely die. Then Jonathan answered Saul his father, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? But Saul cast his spear at him to smite him, so Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. And Jonathan rose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David, because his father had disgraced him. In the morning Jonathan went out into the field to the appointment with David, and with him a little lad, and he said to the lad, "'Run and find the arrows which I shoot.' As the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him, and when the lad came to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan called after the lad and said, "'Is is not the arrow beyond you?' Jonathan called after the lad, "'Hurry, make haste, and stay not.' So Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew nothing, only Jonathan and David knew the matter." And Jonathan gave his weapons to the lad and said to him, Go and carry them to this city. And as soon as the lad had gone, David rose from behind the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. And they kissed one another and wept with one another until David recovered himself. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace. For as much as we have sworn, both of us, in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord shall be between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. And he rose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. Our next reading is Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a child quieted at its mother's breast, like a child that is quieted is my soul. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Our last reading for today is Luke chapter 20, verses 20 to 47. So they watched him and sent spies, who pretended to be sincere, that they might take hold of what he said, so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. They asked him, "'Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not?' But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, "'Show me a coin. Whose likeness and inscription has it?' And they said, "'Caesar's.' He said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him by what he said, but marveling at his answer they were silent. There came to him some Sadducees, those who say that there is no resurrection, and they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the wife and raise up children for her brother. Now there were seven brothers, the first took a wife and died without children, and the second, and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the, se- for the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are accounted worthy to attain at that age into the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor given in marriage, for they cannot die any more, because they are equals, equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But the dead that are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush where he calls the Lord, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living for all live to him. And some of the scribes answered, teacher, you have spoken well. For they no longer dared to ask him any question but he said to them how can they say that the christ is david's son for david himself says in the book of psalms the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand till i make thy enemies a stool for thy feet david thus calls him lord so how is he his son and in the hearing of all the people he said to his disciples Beware of the scribes who like to go about in long robes and love salutations in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. That is everything for today. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Thank you for listening as always. Um, It's a pleasure to record. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye for now.